Welcome to the Valley Advocate Podcast, featuring interviews that take us deeper into the people and happenings on the local scene. For more podcasts and a closer look at what's going on in the Valley, visit us at valleyadvocate.com. Hello and welcome to the Valley Advocate Podcast. My name is Dave Eisenstatter. I'm the editor of the Valley Advocate. Here with Chris Goudreau, our associate editor. Um, Chris wrote, get it, sell it, put everything together about local independent record labels that are found in the Valley. Welcome, Chris. Thanks, Dave. Um, So first of all, you're a musician and I just wanted to, you know, you pitched this article. I I wanted to kind of hear your thoughts about... um, you know, why you were interested in writing about local record labels. Well, first of all, um, uh, my band just released a record and we, we, we released it through a really local record label. Uh, well, sort of local, they're kind of New Hampshire based, but really small, really indie. And, uh, it, it just made me think about like what other record labels are out there and what do record labels do? And, um, specifically, you know, people think of like, like big record labels, labels like Columbia and, uh, you know, some of the other ones too. But, uh, I, I feel like, like people forget that, you know, there's at the local level or, or regional, um, there's, there's also independent record labels. And, uh, for this story, uh, uh, just showcases some of the local ones. Um, th- there's there's definitely others too, but the the three that are highlighted in this story were Feeding Tube Records, which is really nationally known and internationally known, uh, Dis de la Pont, uh, which is uh, based in Brattleboro, and they do a lot of international releases, and uh, Rub Wrong Ways Records, which is a very local uh, based uh, record label that um, you know focuses on local musicians. We, we spent a lot of time writing about the great local music scene, the musicians in the Valley. This is really another aspect of local music. Um, particularly, I wanted, maybe we could start with the smallest one that you, um, that you highlighted, Rub Wrongways, because that is collectively run, and it's based out of Northampton, correct? Yeah, that's collectively run. It's, uh, it's been in operation since like the, the mid-90s, I believe. And um, it's basically a, a you know a platform for uh, different musical friends to to release uh, their, their own respective bands' new records. And um, Henning Ollenbush uh, basically you know runs it. Um, he he uh, kind of takes the lead with that project. His, his the studio where a lot of the records get made is his home studio. And uh, a lot of his projects, such as The Fawns, Gentle Hen, and his solo albums are released through that record label. And uh, they, they kind of have an ironic tagline, uh, it's a record label. No, it isn't. Mm. And uh, it kind of that kind of reminded me of like Monty Python, you know, the, the, uh, I think it's like... Terry Gilliam going, no, it isn't. You, know, sort of <laughs> you, like, you really... It's fun, you know. You really emphasize kind of the DIY nature of some of these things, particularly with Wrong Ways that are... They're skill-sharing. You know, some of them are good at graphic design and others are good with gear and stuff. Yeah, and, and I, I think uh, for local musicians or just, you know, uh, you know uh, less well-known musicians who... Um, you know, uh, don't have those those big uh, record labels uh, lining up to, to to have them sign contracts or aren't like touring. 
internationally or uh, internationally known like you have to do like what what you can to you know help um sort of that community of local musicians and this is like a really kind of perfect example of that just collectively like you know uh, who's good with graphic design who's uh whoever's good with you know uh recording and uh it seems like all the elements come together uh, with different people, and um, the, uh, they've been doing this for for a while now. Like I think something like twenty years, so or coming up on twenty years. So, and this is not a money making venture for most of these people, or or it's not a not a severe. Uh, I mean, one of the first quotes that you have in this um, article is from Thomas Nola with Distil Lapan. Um, uh, Talking about how if you're doing this for money, you're probably in this for the wrong reasons. Yeah, and I, I think uh, I think record labels. I mean, s- some record labels do make money and are profitable, and um, you know, people a- are able to you know just do that, and and that's uh, what their full time job is. But but for others, you know, the the smaller ones, it, it's. It's a matter of, you know, uh, these are passion projects where people really like uh, these bands or these musicians and want to get that art out into the world. And uh, certainly for Thomas Nola, who uh, uh, started Distelapon, um, he, um, he views it as a labor of love, you know, and um, whether that's uh, uh, starting his own, like, uh, kind of side uh uh not really a label but it, it's it's called dandy tapes uh, that's the, kind of the cassette tape component and you know just being a musician myself like very much in the 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 kind of underground music scene cassettes are you know still really popular it's surprising like yeah. you wouldn't think it but uh, a lot of punk bands a lot of noise rock bands and experimental groups tape is where it's at <laughs> Um, so, uh, Nola, he's based in Brattleboro. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me a little bit about the types of music that um, that his outfit uh, comes out with. His uh, uh, kind of releases are very eclectic, but they they tend to be very um, you know international releases. Whether that's um, uh, a German experimental folk and neoclassical psychedelic band. Um, I'm not going to try to pronounce the name because I'm going to butcher it. Um, or experimental synth pop artist Galactic Witchcraft. Um, and then there's uh, a Spanish pop band, um, O Paradis, uh, that they've uh, released a lot of the records of. And I, I think they, they actually uh, released a compilation of other artists recording O Paradis songs, and they released that as well. So I mean, uh, the, uh, this label is known, um, you know, in, in various pockets throughout the world, uh, particularly in Europe. And uh, uh, Thomas Nola uh, said a lot of the music he listens to he doesn't like, and this is the music he likes. So he wants to be part of that, you know, process of helping these artists, you know, release their records. Because maybe that music wouldn't be out there if, if uh, Nola wasn't doing this work. It, it might be out there, but um, maybe it'd be less visible. Feeding Tube Records, that's probably the most well-known of the three that you, um, that you highlighted here. Uh, first off, 
there's a little bit of a story behind the name of Feeding Tube Records. Yeah, it's um, it's it's kind of like a, a dark comedy of a story, but um, the the founder Ted Lee um, uh, was basically. Uh, with one of his friends who had cancer, they were sm- smoking medicinal marijuana, and um, uh, they came up. Uh, his friend came, who had cancer at the time, and you know, beat that battle. Uh, jokingly thought of the name Feeding Tube Records, and they wrote it down, and that's the one that stuck. Wow. Um, they so they're they've been around for a while, and they work with about a. a a uh, hundred artists or they, you know, they, they've had quite a few um, releases. Is that right? Yeah. They, they've had over a hundred le- releases, I believe. And th- uh, a lot of that's on vinyl records uh, and tapes too. Um, I know that's pretty much at the forefront is uh, releasing on vinyl uh, for uh, feeding tube records. And uh, it's, it's very eclectic. It can range from like outsider folk music to uh, completely experimental and avant-garde stuff to, um, you know, rock bands and um, anything that's kind of like piques their interest. But uh, they, uh, they typically get a demo a day from, from bands or artists all over the world. Um, asking about releases and um, you know they they, they they do a lot uh, certainly they're mo- they're mo- they're the most prolific of the three so you were in some of these spaces where they actually do the work can you describe kind of like what the look was of uh, of being inside these places yeah it's like being uh, at least feeding tube records it was it was like being like in an art space you know there were uh, paintings uh, uh, that Ted Lee uh, the owner and founder of feeding tube records made and were hanging on the wall and you know uh, a lot of band posters it's 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 what you would expect to see from like like a um, you know um, like a uh, underground kind of you know house show venue or you know art space uh, that you know has a kind of punk rock aesthetic and you know uh, there's some like pop art that seemed like on the wall I think there was a reference to uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle with one of the the um, the villains on the painted on the wall. It it seems like a very fun atmosphere, and that that's also the shop too. Like they work out of there, and you can go in there in Florence um, and buy records there. And whether that's whether that's like I don't know Jimi Hendrix or or the the records they they sell. They're 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 both a storefront, and that's their offices as well. We talked at the beginning about how you're a musician. You, you know, your music is coming out through a sort of an indie label. Can can you talk about kind of the appeal of like uh, the indie label or or um, just uh, just get label? Yeah, just like what you know, what like what your experience has been. Well, um, just my experience, uh, you know, is is a label helps with a lot of different things, um, and each label is different. Um, but um, certainly the uh, the cost of releasing records, which can get really pricey, especially if you're releasing on vinyl because they, they, all those vinyl records have to get pressed. And that's, that's a pretty expensive endeavor for a band who just spent, I don't know, how, whatever amount of money you spent recording. If you, if you went to a professional studio, like, it can be like 
six hundred to a thousand dollars a day, and I mean the 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 more uh, you know pricier you go, like the the more it gets. I mean that's that's why bands have spent uh, like really mainstream bands have spent like millions on records because it, it really depends on who you're working with and uh, the kind of the level of the studio and there, there are many different tiers so um, but kind of back to the point is um, you know it, uh, it, uh, record labels can help with a lot of things with releases with marketing in, in, in some cases uh, the release and um, you know uh, just being it, it's it's like another idea of being part of collect of a collective you're not just releasing it on your own as a band you're part of this established you know, um, publisher. It's much like trying to publish a book on your own versus going through a publisher. Um, Chris, well, thank you so much for this look at local independent record labels in the Valley. Uh, Get it, sell it, put everything together. That's the title of the cover story this week in the Valley Advocate. Chris Gaudreau, um, you wrote it. Thanks a lot for speaking with me. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to visit us at valleyadvocate.com. Thank you.